Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. All right, Lee. Well, kid. What's the story? Story, Rory. No harm, no foul. Oh, my, yeah. Leave a bleed now. He's bleeding massive. Yeah, right. Jesus, I have a head on me like a robber's dog. Sure tells himself. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Tis Yourself podcast and Tis Myself. Nicola Barton, my little podcast, edited, put together, spoken by, guest sourced by moi. How are you all doing? What's the crack? How are you getting on? Wherever you're listening to this around Ireland, around the world, I am so happy to have you here. I'm so, so happy to have you here and it means so much to me and I'm just delighted you press play. How do I explain? How do I say my gratitude? Well, I tell you, I put you in my gratitude journal every evening to anyone who has pressed play, sending you all my good vibes. Now, what has been happening since last week? So obviously last week we were talking Hell Week and Fair City and Dancing with the Stars and all that stuff with Ryan Andrews. Um, and if you watched Hell Week this week, oh my God, I was like waiting for the stuff that Ryan said, but it didn't come yet. But uh, some of the stuff they're doing, that scratch thing. Oh my God, I don't know how they're doing it. Honestly, Ryan, obviously, amazingly, if you did watch it, uh, survived another week um, in TV world. In the, in the actual day, he survived to the end of the day. So that's great. Didn't do his, you know, pull off the badge. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here thing. If you missed it, go back. It's a really good chat. He's so funny and so lovely. But if this is your first time listening to the podcast and you're kind of like, what is like, what's tis yourself? Like, if you're from outside Ireland, you're like, what? <laughs> what is she talking about? Um, this podcast, basically, I suppose it's just a very easy going no questions written down, nothing like that. I just kind of, I kind of just ask the famous person or the person who's well known how, you know, they got to that. Like, how do people know you? How did that come about? And then we kind of just like let the conversation flow. So I don't have anything written down saying, you know, ask them about this and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, sometimes they think to promote and if that comes up in the conversation. Great. Um, or sometimes they have nothing to promote at all. So, uh, you know, other times it's just like me just chattering on. And we've had some great, great conversations. And um, some of the stuff that I suppose if you are a fan of my next guest, I'm trying to think who you might be interested in. Um, previous guests that we've had, you know, when you're finished with this one, maybe you might want to scroll back. So maybe someone like Montana Brown from Love Island. Montana is currently the fifth most listened to episode on this podcast. She's talking all about mental health and reality TV and the link between both of those. Um, you might appreciate the chat with Matt Cardle from The X Factor. Second most listened to. So I'll give you a rundown of the top five okay, most listened to. Um, Montana Brown obviously is in fifth place. Adele Lynch from Bewitched. She's in fourth place. She was the first ever episodes we had on the podcast here. Uh, Simon Harris is in currently now, I say currently in third place, but he is five listens. Five. That's how close this is between himself and Mac Hardle, who's in second place. So if you're a student and you're dying to hear, you know, all about uh, what Simon had to say about that, about direct provision, about, you know, the economy opening up again, gigs and all that kind of stuff, press play on Simon. You can have him get into second place. Or if you're an X Factor fan, interested in addiction, interested in recovery, Go and press play in maths. And first place, McLean Burke from Fair City is in first place. Now, 
If you listened to last week's episode, you know I put a call out to Fair City fans to say Ryan from last week, McLean, he was the newest episode. McLean is the most listened to episode. Will they catch up? Will Ryan overtake him? So I'm interested to see. He's getting the listens in. I'm wondering, will he be in the top five in the next couple of weeks? Will McLean be knocked off? I don't know. Will, the, the biggest thing is, will my next guest be the most listened to? And I I have to say, I have a feeling I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and be like, wowza, this next guest has overtaken them all. Okay, so you obviously know him. I'm assuming most of you know him and that's why you're listening to this podcast today. Mr. Jonathan Ciccoli Jolie. He is married to Anna. They have Eduardo. They have Amelia, Alyssa and Andrea. Four kids together, happily married. They have just, Anna and Jonathan just celebrated their 10 year anniversary. He is bringing out a book in February, which is going to be telling about his early childhood living here in Ireland and what that was like. And he tells me that maybe some people will not be happy by some of it. So that's going to be really interesting. I suppose we know them from YouTube, um, starting out anyway. Uh, Anna and Jonathan starting out him filming quite early as a young couple then as they got married and of course then as the kids came along and now Jonathan tells me he's kind of taken a step back from the YouTube let Anna steer the ship there and he's instead focusing on Instagram and TikTok and I suppose keeping up with the the trends at the moment he's himself and Anna are very open about struggles they've had in the past Jonathan has put up a reel just quite recently talking about how he you know might identify one way and that doesn't um, the labels don't suit him and people are all confused about who he is and why he's not you know sticking to a certain style or label or whatever so so in this chat it just flows we just I, I kind of just let Jonathan talk really to be honest you'll probably notice that that I kind of just let him speak and only popped in my head in a, a few times because he had a lot to say a lot of really important stuff a lot of crack some funny stories about him as a youngster before he met Anna um, and and the single scene. Anna, if you aren't listening, maybe just skip by that bit. Um, and so much more. So if you're a fan of the Sacconi Jolies, I really hope you enjoy this. And if you do, have a little scroll back and see something else you'd like. Okay, myself and Jonathan, here you go. Hello. Hi, Jonathan. How are you? Yeah, good. Good. It's good to talk to you again. How are you keeping? Oh, good. Yeah. Well, listen, it is a delight to have you on the Tis Yourself podcast because you are pretty much the one of the most famous Irish YouTubers and you guys have been doing it so long now. Like this is this is normal life for you, the YouTube life. Yeah, it's mad. Like, well, we've come we've come at the other side. Like, I don't really do it anymore. Uh, Anna still does it because she kind of misses it. But I think it's because I I like ran the thing for like 10 or 11 years. You know, and I was on like, a, I was on a mission, you know, and uh, and it was like 24-7. It was my whole life. It was everything. And after like 10 years, oh, I just absolutely burnt to pieces, you know. <laughs> I just couldn't do it anymore, you know. And um, yeah, and Anna's still, and then she has just kind of been a, a backseat driver this whole time as her boyfriend started filming her and then her husband started filming her, you know. And, yeah. Uh, and yeah, and, and now it's like, you know, she wants to do it more. And, I, and I've kind of moved on to TikTok and Instagram and, you know, different things. It's mad to think that like you, I get what you mean about the burnout because even just Zoom, like looking at yourself the whole time. And even when you're on a call with somebody else, you, your eye ends up going to what you look like. And uh, you start to realize, you start to point, look at a flaw and it's the flaw you see every single time. So I would be totally burnt out after as long as talking into a camera as you guys have been. I think it was just, 
I was just so driven to, you know, like when I graduated university in 2009, you know, and, you know, we couldn't even pay our rent, you know, and I, I couldn't even get a job because the bloody recession had kicked in. Mm-hmm. And then I found this, I saw these people in America, you know, and I was like, wait, 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 you tell, hold on a second, you tell me that they're paying their rent by making videos. This is incredible. And this is 2008, you know? Mm. So I was like, well, hold on a second. Like, I, I want to do that. You know, I want to change my stars. I don't want to be broke forever, you know? <laughs> and and, and that, that was it. It was just, if you know, you go to work, right? And you work 40 hours a week and you get paid a set wage. If, if next week you decide to do 60 hours a week, you still get the same money. No matter how much you give or how little you give, you get the same money. I'm built that... You know, I kept getting fired from all the jobs I've ever had because I'm, a, I'm an all-in kind of guy. You know, I've got ADHD, I'm dyslexic, all the, all, I always sit down and like, I have all the mental health problems, yeah. which, which in a normal world just kept getting me in trouble. It, it, nothing worked for me. And then I stumbled upon this content creation world where the more stranger you are, <laughs> the more, the more you will survive in this world. You know, it, it was perfect for someone like me that there was no chance of me making it in the business world, putting on a suit every day, doing the nine to five. It was just going to kill my soul. And then I just started doing this thing and, and I got a job. I worked part time in a university in Cork, you know, because I had a gr- degree in uh, interactive media. So I was I was doing that. And then in between every break, I'd run outside and like film a little bit or on a toilet break, I'd film a little bit. And then I would just sit in the toilet in the cubicle biding my time can I sit here for eight hours today I think I might be suspicious and, and I, I, I would just look at my phone and look at the analytics and be and try just always projecting okay if I have 10,000 followers I will make you know what I mean a thousand pounds a month you know it wasn't something like that but um you know I was trying to offset I was like if I can just get and after about two years I remember it was getting close to uh, my my wage, you know, and then um, someone from Spin One Hundred Three is Spin One Hundred Three still a thing yeah. in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so someone there had uh, found out that we're that I had done this for like two years or something, and they um they called me up and they're like, "Hey, do you want to come on the radio?" And I'm like, "Uh, yeah," you know what I mean. So I so I called in sick. I thought I was like, "Oh, gee, I'm terribly sick," you know. And, uh, <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't thinking. Now I'm I've been in the media for a long time, and I'm aware you can't do that. But I didn't think anyone would hear or see anything. So I drove down to Dublin. I went on the radio. Um, and then as soon as I got off the radio, uh, Ireland AM called me for Morning Ireland or, or whatever that one's called. Mm. And they were like, oh, would you come on here? And I was like, yeah, this is cool. So I went up to that show. And then I was like, oh, my God, it's daddy. I'm on TV. Like, this is so crazy, you know? And they were like, oh, and I was like, yeah, like 6,000 people are watching the videos. That was just insane. I would say 99% of them were in America. And then that just got the tabloids picked it up. And then my boss fan out in Cork. And then he, I remember he called me into a meeting and he was like, look, you know, you need to knock that in the head. You know what I mean? You're wasting your time. You know, this is post recession, you know, recession one <laughs> for yeah. our generation. Um, and, and it was like, you know, there is no jobs out there. Like don't throw away your career. Like you're very talented. Like I think, you know what I mean? We, we might offer you a better position, you know? And I had, it was, it was my Jerry Maguire moment without the fish. You know, I was just like, you know what? You know, I'm gonna go walk. I'm gonna, I'm gonna risk it all because you know what? I can always come back and give up. And you know, I, ha- I did the time. I did the, you know, the time in university. I have the experience. Mm. I need to know. I need to know. Can this? Is there something more to this? You know? And then, uh, yeah. And then you just started. It was terrifying. Well, I had no children. 
I was just living with my girlfriend, you know, so it wasn't as scary, you know, but it was like, I think this is going to make this work. And then I would like, and then it was just churning for like eight or 10 years of constantly trying to create these benchmarks in my head. And, you know, some, somewhere around, I don't know, 20, you know, 16 or 17, it was just phenomenal. Like traveling the world first class, like going to places where meeting people that we shouldn't be in the same room with, you know, and finding ourselves in this insane situation. And I was like, this is just beyond believable that we are here in this short space of time because I make videos on the internet. Like, this is just incredible. And, um, and it all just started to fall apart for me then, oh. <laughs> mentally, <laughs> you know, because I, it's going so well and then you know just like a lot of things like, you know going so um, well yeah it's just like you know it's like we're, we're tribe people you know uh, we're, we're designed to um survive in small tribes and 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 make our tribe like us and fit in and then when your tribe is the planet <laughs> and you're just you're this little irish fella you're like uh you know i grew up without the internet and mobile phones and everything you know i grew up in the 80s in dublin man we had nothing it was everyone was broke in ireland in the 80s and and then you're 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 sitting here in new york at these huge events and you're off in la and you're at these meetings you're like how is this real life you know and uh yeah it just started all chipping away and then then that's when i've been writing a book for the last two years and that's kind of how that started you know because my mental health unraveled oh, oh it's just you know it I think all all the things that are that are wrong with me are the things that I have um, molded into my survival tools. You know what I mean? Those survival tools were the perfect instruments I needed to be successful in this world of creating online connections with people. You know, making people hear what I'm saying and feel like connected to me. You know, and it's like, and, and we noticed, and myself and Anna noticed that of all the years we would go and, you know, we travel the world and we meet thousands of people and they queue up to talk to us. And every single one of them would have like a story to tell and they'd hug us. And I would, they'd be like, oh my God, you're, you're my dad, you're my brother, you're my boyfriend, you're my, who knows what else, you know, but people felt connected to us. And there was something about watching our life, just our simple life was just filling a void in their life because they felt disconnected you know and and the truth was that you know what i was hiding was the fact that i was so disconnected you know i i have emotionally disconnected to the whole world my entire life you know what i mean i i was confused by gender confused by identity everything and it's just the world has its way especially ireland because in the 80s you know like i was i was a fancy little fella and that was that was just beaten out of me you know, because you're not allowed to be a fancy little fella. You know, you got to be a good Catholic and don't do anything outside the box, you know. And I lived outside the box and then I got horribly bullied in school and taken out of mainstream school, put into like special education because they were like, right, well, he's he's done for, you know. And it's just, you know, and now I'm much older and, and, and I, I, I look back on my life and I realize the mistakes that were there. And then I see this next generation coming up and I feel like, I actually, I'm, I'm platformed, you know what I mean? I'm privileged to be platformed and I can reach so many young people. And it was fun doing the YouTube thing for, you know, my own personal gain or my own kind of like want to um, see, see how far can I kick my ball down the road? You know, it went, it went pretty fucking far, but you know, I want to see how far I could do it. And now I feel like, now I feel like I have a purpose. 
you know i feel like now i want to do something you know what i mean i'm 41 years old maybe halfway through my game and i'm like i want to see what i can do now can i make this world a bit better you know what i mean like all the little jonathans like me who want to be fancy little boys who want who are confused where they fit in in the world feeling disconnected and alone maybe i can do something you know use the this amazing gift that i was given it's amazing how as adults when you're that little bit different as a child and it could be 20 30 40 years gone by but you will always remember that feeling that you had as you call when you were a fancy little fella you know you were just different than the boys maybe in your class or in your school and but what what happened to you has formed your life mm. because i think we you, you're you're well you're younger than me but you grew up with like the internet mm. so for me there was like i lived in fourfield road in terrenure so there was i think there was 30 houses on my road and that was my entire world you know and and outside of that road i didn't know it existed so i was the only fancy fella on the road right i was the only boy who would talk to himself i was the only person in my world that he i was like this singular person because everybody else was uh, simulating to what society wanted them to be yeah. and and i think what the internet has, has brought about there's a lot of negative things to it but the massive positive thing is that it allows people in let's say rural ireland in kerry who live in a village of 12 people who feel like they're a little bit different they can go on the internet and they can find somebody who's exactly the same as them and then they realize they're like wait a minute Everyone in the town is saying that I'm the problem, but actually the town's the fucking problem. You know, mm. it's not me, you know, it's like, and that's how I feel like, you know, I'm watching, you know, other generations fight the same battles I fought and being in a more, um, you know, position to be able to help that. I'm like, yeah, like, look, the problem is not the world. And I'll stand up on a stage and be ridiculed. You look at any of the comments in any of my content, I get ridiculed a lot, but because I, because I have purpose, you know, because I'm not doing it to be more famous or to get more followers, I'm doing it with a purpose to actually make a difference in, in at least one person's life, then I'm okay because I have no job to be fired from, you know? I, I, I have no friends to lose. I have not, you, there's nothing people can throw words at me all day long, but it's not gonna affect me because, well, if you wait till next February and read my book, and then you'll think that, hmm, no wonder he's so strong today because he overcame that. The book is 1983 to 1992, Ireland. I may not be welcome back in Ireland after I publish it. Oh no. But... <laughs> well, maybe just not to that part of Terran <laughs> Yeah, there's a couple of institutions that didn't fare well for me. They may have got a bad rap, but uh, I think it's an interesting story because I am not unique. You know, nobody is unique. Everybody's story aligns with other people's stories. Mm -hmm. And what I've noticed is nobody is telling this story, you know. And unfortunately, um, my publishers, as amazing as they are, when I um, finally got, to, got an agreement in place with them, um, they said I can't talk about it anymore. You know, so I, I it's so difficult because there's a whole element to the story and I still can't tell you I can't tell anyone uh, Anna knows hopefully she doesn't tell on me um there's an element there's an element to it and I know there's a lot of skepticism and hearsay about what what Jonathan's book is about and what's he talking about and you know people want to label me you know and, and I make it worse because I'm not letting anyone label me and I'm just being me that's the thing I'm saying I'm like you know we're all individual human beings 
um, gender, sexuality, identity, it doesn't matter. Just, you're just you. You know, everyone should have, everyone has the right to be you, be me. And everyone, and you don't have to put yourself in a box. But that was like, we went through a habit for the last like maybe 10 years of accepting people when they go into boxes. But the people that don't go into the boxes, they quietly sit on the sidelines, you know? And that's what I was growing up. And I, I, I tried to get help from the state. I tried to get help from the schools. I tried to get help from the church. I tried to get help from so many people and places as a child. And the only person that could help me was me. And I learned how to help myself. And that's the story I want to tell. I want to tell people who, who need to know how to help themselves, you know, because if it wasn't for this thing that I can't tell you about right now, which you have to wait in February, <laughs> is I probably, I probably would have killed myself, you know, and I don't think I would have survived my childhood. If, if this if this realization happened you know and and it's fared me well and I forgot it, it uh, for a long time because the world is very distracting things are very shiny and then like I said right at that point in 2016 17 when the world was just so insane that was when it all decided to come back to me on uh, one morning in Gatwick airport flying to London or flying to Ireland actually and um, something happened which is how the book begins. Mm. And, uh, and that just sort of like, it all came back to me. My whole life fell apart. <laughs> and then it took me a couple of years to put all the pieces back together. But when I rebuilt myself, I was stronger and, and kind of with a purpose. And is that where the disconnect kind of started that moment in Gatwick kind of led to where the, the shiny trips to New York and all that and the kind of pull away from the online? The So the Gatwick story begins in 2016-17 when everything was shiny and amazing. Mm -hmm. And that was the moment where I just, it's a very, it's very pressured. Fame is overrated. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I enjoy the fact that, you know, I grew up broke and my children are not. And I think that's bloody amazing, mm -hmm. you know? Fame itself, you know, like I said, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm flawed as a human being. I'm flawed in how I think and the things that I say. And I have my own opinions about things in life. They don't align with the whole planet's opinions on things in life. But when you accidentally find yourself in a platform with, you know, God, I think like I have six or seven million people following me across my platforms. And, and then I say something stupid as, I, as human beings do. And then I'm held accountable for that and for my stupidity. And, you know, being someone with ADHD, mate, some of the things I say, and, you know, I can't stop myself. You know, when, when I'm typing, my brain and my fingers, they're not even connected. Do you know what I mean? And then my heart is off in a whole different place. And so you know, I'll say a thing. And before I have an opportunity to even realize I've said a thing, my fingers have just ran away with it and pressed enter. And I'm like, what the fuck did you just do? <laughs> you know? And, and I get in trouble a lot, you know? And, cancel culture comes along and says oh we must we must cancel that you know and and it, it all it all just got very heavy for me and then I just I was, I was brittle you know it's like um uh Glenn Hanser's song all the all the little cracks escalate and they do escalate you know it's like little injustices and and, and then you see you, you overcome them and you overcome them but then there's just a slow sort of chiseling away at you and you know and it's like with a rock you know it's not you don't know how many chisels it's going to take to break the rock open but it seems like it only took one because the one that it took is the one that the rock breaks open you know and for me that was it it was some it was that moment in 2016 when that was it the last one happened and i broke open 
you know, and, um, and, you know, I, I continued filming my life and I continued running my business because I wasn't going to, you know what I mean? Uh, let, 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 let undo all the good stuff that I had done to, um, to set my children up, you know what I mean? For the rest of their lives and, and hopefully, hopefully, you know, um, survive, but, I just sort of built myself back up again. And then two years after that, I decided I was going to write the book, you know what I mean? And, um, and then pandemic happened. And I thought, that's great timing, actually. Mm-hmm. Now I have no distractions. <laughs> and then the kids are all at home and you're like, now I have a lot of distractions. Yeah, change your mind. You know what? Uh, pandemic. God, what a, what a thing to happen for our generation, you know? Like, who gets a pause in life? You know, I think it was... It was terribly sad for all the people that were lost. Like Anna's grandmother died in the middle of the pandemic. We still haven't been home to Ireland in like over two years. I haven't seen my family. She hasn't seen her family. Like, it's, you know, there's a lot of negative things. But the personal reflection of that year, wow, what a thing to be gifted for us, you know, for, you know, we never... We never had anything like that in our life. You know, life was so noisy. And we were like, oh, I was I was 100 miles an hour heading to die, right? Life was just, woof, you're 40 years old. I'm like, where the fuck did that happen? You know what I mean? We're just, because you're just rushing along, trying to, you know, get the next paycheck, buy the next house, go on the next holiday, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Distracted by followers and noise and TV shows. And, you know, and, and then suddenly everything just came to a pause. And, and we're like, whoa. And everyone had this moment of inter-reflection and, you know, we ended up breaking a relationship with the management company we've been with for seven years. We, um, we, we moved away from a lot of people in our lives. You know, we changed our business. We changed everything about our lives. Um, I feel like my son, he had an opportunity to disconnect from society and he blossomed into this amazing little person who really kind of felt confident being at home to express who he really was. My daughter, who is a socialite, had a nightmare of a time because all she wanted to do was hang out with her friends, like Anna, Anna as well. They're really social. I'm an introvert, so to me, it was like, this is brilliant, you know? <laughs> um, you know, coming out of it, coming, I'm, I'm going to keep the, the social distancing. Uh, no hugging for Jonathan, please. No, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of good things out of it, you know. Um, I just think it was a, it was an amazing thing. And I, I know that everyone looks and focuses on the negative of it. And there was a lot of bad things for it. But just, you don't get pauses in life, you know. I don't think, I think if that didn't happen, I'd be like 65 now or something. Still, <laughs> still just, I never would have written a book. I never would have done the things I've done. I'd still be just on my way, chasing that same shiny crap that I didn't I don't even know why I was chasing it oh my god that is exactly how I feel about so many different things personally professionally you know things that you look at and you go why was I rushing to get this many followers on Instagram or whatever when you're like when you're at home with no one to talk to you're not reaching out to those people it's the people that you've been friends with for 30 years that you're reaching out with that they're the ones you miss not the you know, seven, four, two, Michael or whoever that follows you and comments under your pictures, like, or even, or even just getting to know yourself. I know that sounds a bit mad, like, but there is something about it. Like, you know what I mean? You, you and yourself are the only people that have lived your life. Completely. But sometimes the anchors of life, we forget to talk to ourselves. You know, we forget to have a little huddle and a little board meeting about what we're doing because the heart and the brain, ah, they just don't talk to each other ever. You know, and and one of, and and as much as 
your heart wants something, your brain thinks that logic and not the mortgage and the kids and the this and the that and the this and the that. And the, you know what I mean? And job, your heart's like, no, but what did you do? What are you guys? I got shut up. Listen to me. This is what we're doing, you know? And then Jesus, the other organs in your body. Thankfully, I'm married 10 years. They don't, they don't get me in trouble anymore. But when I was younger, that, they would be running off with themselves and other ideas, you know? And if you're like, oh my God, can we all just come together with some sort of a, you know what I mean? Mm. Single goal, you know? And I think there's, you know, we, people don't, I know, I know it, it just sounds weird. People don't talk to themselves and communicate with themselves and find out what they really want. They just listen to the algorithms of the social media. And I know, bloody hell, I'm part of the problem. I work in the space, but, you know, I try and be more responsible. Like I said, I try and be more responsible now. You know, I don't do... Um, I, I try not, I try, I don't, I don't want people to think that, you know, um, you have to be like other people. Don't compare your life to other people because my goodness, I can tell you after 41 years of always trying to pretending to be somebody else, because I think that if I'm this other personality, this personality will lead me to happiness. Mm. And then you have a revelation after 41 years that actually the only way you'll ever be happy is if you be yourself. Well, that's a life lesson we all need to learn, I suppose. And it, it does take time. You can't just like when nobody wakes up with that, they have to work through issues, I suppose. Mm. And oh, yeah. 20 year old John wouldn't have bloody listened, man. He was just like, I'll go wherever I can get a girl. That's it. And drink <laughs> and, and, a, and a, you know, wage to Friday, get paid, spent it by Sunday, you know, like. Yeah, but they, that's also living, you know, that's also life. I do feel sorry for kids or young people today in their 20s who feel so pressured to like be a fucking entrepreneur and a millionaire when you're 20 years old. I'm like, mate, I was I was high for most of my 20s. You know what I mean? I was just I was I was in the palace. I was in the, all the clubs, just chilling, man, just having fun. I fired from every job I ever had. But you know what? Look at me turned out all right well I think I did but I have I have an experience I went on an adventure you know what I mean make life an adventure you know like I always say like the quickest point to life and death is like a and b which is a straight line so you know what I mean go in and out and around and around and around and make that straight line as as wobbly as you can you know what I mean have fun I think we all feel like we're living to tick a box and maybe pre-pandemic, mm. this was probably more prevalent, maybe. But when you're going to get a you know, partner, when you're having kids, when you're having a house, when you're buying a house, when you're getting married, all these kind of stuff. And sometimes it feels like you're in a race to find that. And then when you have them all and you're still not that happy, it can be very hard. Yeah. 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 And, and don't, you know, as well, with the, with the rushing is where you make mistakes. You know, you end up in that crap relationship, married to that person that you hate but you're stuck together because you've had kids and now you're like hating it, you know, and my, both my parents never got along, you know what I mean? But divorce was illegal as I grew up. So I lived with two people that hated each other and took out their frustrations on their children. And you know what I mean? I'm like, why, why didn't you just like, not like, why is there this unhappy law in this country? You know, why can't people just be happy? You know what I mean? So I, you know what I mean? Something inside of me registered that. And, you know, I had to go through a lot of girlfriends, unfortunately for them and me, maybe <laughs> to find, you know, I always say it to Anna, when I met Anna, I was 27, you know, and she was a lot younger than me. And I was like, I needed those extra years. You know, you, your parents must've done a better job because you seem to be out of it, out of it, ready to go. And you know what you want and kids are 22 and she's not, and I'm like, yo, 
that's not me, <laughs> you know, because we're all, we're all different, you know, like I, if I had met Anna when I was the same age as her, I would have messed that up hundred mm-hmm. percent. You know what I mean? If I was a dad in my twenties, I would have messed that up. You know, I needed extra time, you know, but that, like you said, you know, it, you know, it's like when you get to the end of the movie or the end of the book and you look back and it all seems so obvious, you know what I mean? You watch, you watch the line, you watch line of duty. You think about line of duty now. It makes sense when you're watching line of duty. You're like, what the hell is going on? I have no idea. And that's life. You don't know what's going on until you get to the end. And then you're like, oh, damn it. I wish I had done this. You know? <laughs> and it's like, I don't want to get to that point. You know, I'm like, I want to try now. I've done half of my life confused. You know what I mean? And, and now I'm going to spend another half. You know what I mean? With a purpose. You know what I mean? With understanding. And then I know my kids won't listen to me, but I'll try and impart some kind of knowledge to them, you know. Well, I think you yourself and Anna do a great job with the kids in that you're very open and you let them be who they want to be. There's no like pressure of like dressing like all the other kids or you have to go to such and such a play date because the cool kids are going or anything like that. Mm. Hey, my kids are the cool kids. We don't. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I think, you know, people have said that to me, uh, you know, at our parents when they recognize that we have the sort of freedom and, and they're like, oh, when did you decide? Or like, was it hard? And I was like, I didn't even, I didn't even decide anything. Hmm. You know what I mean? We didn't decide anything. Our children are leading their lives, you know? And, you know, it's not like we said one day, hey, like, you know, the, the interesting fact of having documented our lives longer than we've had children is that you can you can go back and see like that this personality trait in this particular person was present from day one Mm. you know but it just you know I I you know like I said you know we're all looking for our tribe we're looking where you fit in and when you're young and you look around and you just go oh I'm just going to be like these other people because they look like me and then it takes you know six seven years for you to go something doesn't feel right you know what i mean i I, i'm trying to be like a but damn it i'm drawn to b but i am a what's going on here you know and and then that's when like as a parent you know what i mean i'm not saying anyone's right or wrong you know people will disagree with me that's fine but i just feel like letting people you know um figure it out you know we could we could see this in in him and then it was like well just let let them figure it out themselves you know and let them fail. It's the hardest thing as a parent, letting your child fail. But failure is the biggest lesson in life. You know, making mistakes is so important mm-hmm. in life. You know what I mean? I, I, if I imagine that first job I got and I married my first girlfriend, I'd be like, oh my God, what is my life? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, I need to fail. Like I, you know, over the last 10 years, I have, you know, backed about 15, 20 startup companies uh, 14 of them failed. One of them worked. You know what I mean? I, I've I've always tried time and time again to have little businesses or to publish things or do stuff. And there's to be so, 99% of them all fail. But each failure teaches me a lesson. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, if I was playing basketball and I'd be like, why, why am I so crap at basketball? I wish someone would come and say, Jonathan, you're like five, six. What, <laughs> what, what, are, you, what are you doing here? You know, and that and people do that. They go into a space where what are you doing? You know what I mean? You haven't got the tools to be in this space, you know. And that's what I was doing. I was like, and I was like uh, salespeople, marketing, business, all these stupid jobs. Because I'm I'm good 
at talking to people. I'm very fast at reading people. It was a survival technique I learned as a child to be able to read people really fast to find out, am I going to get beaten? <laughs> Is this going to go terribly wrong? I know, I know, right? So, so I, I learned and I was just trying to like, you know what I mean, be a chameleon and trying to like, look, no one likes me. Every time I, every time I'm me, I just, it ends really badly. So I'm just, I'm going to be this guy. I'm going to be this guy. And you know, and then, um, each time it would fail and fail, but each time I would learn something from that and try again, you know, and then eventually finding yourself, you know, it's like, yeah. So I, I, I don't know what, what is ahead for the kids. Uh, who knows? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, someday they might turn around and say, uh, well, I, 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 I know the ones that are, you see, it's funny how now they want it more than we want it. You know, because there is there is a currency to them. They, you know, YouTube not so much, right? Because YouTube is like we're old people who watch YouTube and television. But they're they're like the fact that I have two point two million followers on TikTok. That's that's schoolyard currency. You know what I mean? That's that's cool. I'm like Stormzy of the schoolyards. You know what I mean? I'm like they people are like yo. You know what I mean? I'm wearing that crown. You know and. Uh, and, and the kids love that. And they're like, oh, Dad, we, man. they love making their friends or like watching their videos. And they, you know what I mean? So they're, they're getting that taste of like what they want. Mm. You know what I mean? And they'll say like, and they'll, they'll come to me and be like, oh, we found this sound. Like, can we remake this one? Can we remake that? You know? And, and uh, yeah. And, and until, you know, Amelia, Amelia is actually nine tomorrow. Um, so in, God, in only a couple of years, she'll have her own social media, you know? And then, um, and then I, I think she should start, you know, I was like, you should, you should write a book because people will buy it <laughs> of, of like what life was like growing up. You know what I mean? I'm like, because, you know, I think people misunderstand what we're like because they just see the shiny, you know, and you don't realize that we're so grounded and we teach our children to be so grounded. Like they hadn't a clue the level of fame and attention they had for them growing up. You know, we never wanted that for them. I wanted them to be as grounded as possible. I know they're going to, we're going to make mistakes. Every parent makes mistakes, you know, and it's never going to be the obvious one, right? It's going to be something else, you know, but I feel like between myself and Anna, you know, she has, she has her own demons in life and she had her own struggles to overcome, which Anna doesn't like talking about stuff like that. So she, so people don't understand Anna and they just think that she lived this like idyllic life, mm -hmm. you know, but I know that she did not have, you know, she did not have, you know, it's her story to tell. Uh, so, you know, between both of us, you know, we try and just do our best, you know what I mean? Try and teach our children the ideals that we believe are important, you know, and and do you wish that there was someone there maybe who was as understanding as you are when you were younger, like the way that you are with your kids and letting them try and forge their own path? Do you wish there was someone there kind of encouraging you the same way? Um, yeah, like obviously stepping back into my timeline, I, yeah, would have been amazing because I was screaming for help and no one was listening to me. But, but then if I were to go back you know, wouldn't Ashton Kutcher do in The Butterfly Effect? You know, if I was to go back, am I showing my age in that movie? <laughs> um, you should watch it if you have not seen it. It's a brilliant movie. But if I were to go back, right, and I was to go up to Jonathan, little Jonathan, and take his hand and say, hey, you know what I mean? Here's the answers. Who would I be today? Would yeah. Emilio Bardo exist? Oh, a better reference, About Time. 
Yeah. That's more current. You know, when he, he goes back and changes one thing and then he comes back and his kids are gone, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, oh, that was a spoiler there for anyone who hasn't seen it. But, you know, but it's like, why, why would you go back in all the, you know, when people read, uh, the book is called All My Friends Are Invisible. When people read that, um, you know, it's, and I cried so much writing it because I had to go back into my time and I had to relive all the, all the past and the, th- the things, the things that we forget, the things that we try our hardest to like put in boxes, you know what I mean? And store them away in our heads and go never open that fucking box ever, you know? And then, and then, you know, the, uh, this, 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 the locks erode with time and accidentally spill out into you and, you know what I mean? And that's what the time does. And then you're forced to confront your demons, your enemies from your childhood, you know? And if you can, if you can overcome them, you, you can take away the lessons, you know, but sadly people, most, a lot of people don't overcome them, you know, or they, are they, are they just buy a new lock and stick it back in the box and just like, I'll deal with that in another 40 years, you know? And then, you know, maybe never, maybe you never deal with that stuff, you know? So with the children, it's like I promote, I, I, you know, I did, I didn't do my leaving cert. I couldn't, I couldn't hack it. Life is just too much. I got, I got the sixth year, uh, but I just, I couldn't do it. Uh, yeah, just, I crashed out of life. Um, you know, I don't promote education. Like I think education is important, you know, but I think that education for, you know what I mean? The people who are good at education is good for education, but you can't educate everybody the same way. Yeah. You know, someone like me with, you know, in, in 19, was it 86 uh, when I was taken out of school and they were just like, what is wrong with this kid? You know what I mean? And then they went, I went off to the special study because they were, because Ireland was like, what's wrong with this kid? And there's a couple other ones like this around the, around the country. You know what I mean? And, um, and ADHD and all these problems, none of, none of this, spectrum related stuff was even you know discussed yet kids were just like hyperactive or don't or annoying or you know what i mean like we, we you, like mental health was like a, a derogatory term like no one was discussing it you know what i mean or no one was thinking why do you think the little fella's triggered you know what i mean like no no just hit him harder maybe maybe he'll get over it you know and uh yeah, and so I, I, I promote creativity um, and, and music and expression. And, you know, and I think that those guys, like, you know, are, are just as important as English, Irish, and maths because the currency of emotion and creativity are undervalued in this world, you know? And that's, that's you know, looping back to the beginning of the conversation. I have made my career on creativity and emotion. I have not made it on my ability to do my times tables or spell or read or write and all those things like I, I I can't survive in that world but in the world where I tell stories and and create emotional connections and cognitively engage people you know what I mean be creative that's the world I like skyrocketed in you know so that's why I try to try to teach that to the children you know universities university is an amazing social experience you know, but it's for, as an education thing, it's not for everybody. It's also very expensive. 
Yes, there's a big push for that actually over here at the minute. Um, the minister, uh, Simon Harris is the minister for like third level education and he's doing a big push on the whole idea of like apprenticeships and not everybody wants mm. to go to college. And, and that's so, like, for me, for someone who, you know, graduated from school and did my leaving cert in 2003, I'm looking at that going, my only options were college or work in like this spa. Mm. That was it. You were told you're going to college or you were not by my parents, but by the school, you know what I mean? And that's to me to it's it's great to see now there is um, options for people. But as you said, kind of earlier, there's also a pressure by 20 year olds who look at the Islanders, TikTokers who are 20, 19 and they're making millions and they're like, why am I not making millions? And it's mm. they put so much pressure on themselves. And as you said, when we were 20, if we had 10 euro, we'd be delighted. Mm. Well, 10 euro is a whole night out as well. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like it in the bag. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's different now. Yeah, you can put the filters and stuff. And then you see kids like, you know, I just got to show more skin. I got to be more like this person. I'm going to get surgery. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And you're just like, no, you're perfect. You know, like if we all, if everyone looks like Kylie Jenner, it's going to be fucking boring. Mm-hmm. You know, it requires like, you know, you know, you could say like, I, I'm a bit of a disruptor because I'm not, like I said, like, I'm not afraid of losing my job, I'm not afraid of alienating myself, you know, mm-hmm. but in doing that, it's, it's, it, people probably follow me and like my content because I'm just interesting, different, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying the same thing that everybody else is saying, you know, and that, that there is this, like this echo in social media right now. You know, where, you know, like right now, didn't, didn't Love Island just end? I've never actually watched it, but didn't it just end? Yeah, a couple of weeks. Yeah, so, so, so some some boy and a girl obviously win it, right? And then they'll go out and they'll be the new social media superstars now for till the next cycle. And they'll go on and they'll do the Strictly or the dancing or the castle or whatever the thing is like. And, you know, and then everyone will dress like them for a while. And then everyone will do the thing and get the tan and get the tits and get the ass and get the thing. You know what I mean? And we're all just, and it's like, that's the noise that speeds your life up you know that but I understand the lore I was 20 once I was in a boy band I toured I played a Westlife like I I I fell for all that stuff you know what I mean sorry hold on I did not know, I know. you were in a boy band this is new to me thankfully it was pre-internet so I got, I got away with it job I need to know this I went to every Westlife concert so I'm like yeah, I was in the point on. when the point was the point yeah. yeah yeah it was crazy yeah it was, it was it was one of those things where i was just i was trying to find where i fit in mm-hmm. you know what i mean and again the creativity and stuff like that but uh, i always remember the last time we were on stage at a point i remember looking at nine thousand people thinking mm, this isn't it <laughs> this, this, you know what i mean like and I was, you know, i'm like ah oh, why not why isn't this it and i'm like this isn't it you know this isn't this isn't right you know what i mean they're not you know and even even when I used to do the YouTube thing, you know, I'd be again sitting in front of 9,000 people in an audience or even bigger than that. And I'm like, mm, something isn't right, you know? And I, I know it sounds so stupid, like, but I, it, it wasn't that the things didn't feel right. It was like, I wasn't right. You know what I mean? I was projecting. I wasn't being me. I was being this projection, this projected personality. And I was so good at it. I'm an incredible pretend, pretender. And that's why... I fell into sales and marketing because my God, could I close? Because I could read anybody. I could become anyone you need me to be. And I would just smash the sales. You know what I mean? And, and, and I fell for it for a while. And I thought, oh yeah, girlfriend to girlfriend to career to career. But everything just, 
everything just always ended the same way. It always just ended empty, you know, because it always is empty until I had to go into my attic in my head, open all the boxes, you know what I mean? Take everything out, figure out what the fuck is wrong with Jonathan. And then I was like, oh, wait, Jonathan's in one of these boxes. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm not even me. You know what I mean? I didn't even know who I was, you know? And that's when I started to unravel who I actually was. And now, now I could stand in a stage because I'm standing on a stage for me and for a purpose. You know what I mean? I have a purpose, you know? I feel like oh, your, your life purpose is more than your job, is more than your clothes or your car or all that kind of crap. But I, I understand. I fell for it. I, I, I own loads of Ferraris and things like that. I get it. You know what I mean? I, I was drawn in by the lore of the shiny, you know, but now I understand that. I know, you know, when you're younger, he was like, money will never make you happy. And you go, eh, fuck you. Money will make me very happy. Thank you yes. very much. You know? <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and it, it only takes, you have to bloody get it to realize that it doesn't actually, you know, it's like you see a guy or a girl that you fancy and you're thinking, if I was with them, I swear, dear God, right? <laughs> Please let me, you know, like Garth Brooks on. <laughs> Am I showing my age again? But no, uh, I want to watch on my Garth Brooks. Unanswered prayers, yeah. And it's so bang on, right? Because it is. It's like you think, you know, I I was there praying at night and like, please let this girl, oh, don't, don't let her break in, you know, fanciest girl and you go to the Wesley or if you, wherever you live in Dublin, you probably went to Wesley and then you like, you hook up with her and you're thinking, oh my God. And you realize, oh, actually she's an asshole and this is crap, you know? Yeah. And that's what life is. Life is an asshole. Like it is, it's like all the things that you think that you need, you probably don't, you know, but don't let don't let other people tell you what you do and do not need. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that's why I tell my kids, if you really, 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 really want to become, I don't know, like a, an Olympic swimmer, yeah. right? And you're like four foot, right? You probably won't do it, but you know what? Fucking do it. Just go for it. You know what I mean? Just do whatever the hell you want. You know what I mean? Especially in your twenties. You know what yeah. I mean? Especially in your twenties. You are literally immortal right life is so long you are so young you have, i know you feel like oh I'm, I'm old and mature and 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 jillian down the road has this job and she's working in intel and this and i'm like fuck jillian you know what i mean like you go just go and have fun you know like i don't know when i grew up everyone went to australia and new zealand i now my kids will not be allowed to any backpacking that's it <laughs> you know but that's the you gotta let you gotta like life you know what i mean life is for living you know and i think people forget that all the time you know what i mean they kind of think it's about life is about medals and achievements you know yeah oh completely but like do you think if anna turned around to you now today or tomorrow and said to you listen i'm actually fed up with this life we have you know let's bundle up and move to cork or move back to dublin or to rural somewhere or other and well, you see, here's the, this is the thing. We did that Stacey Dooley show, right? And she asked that question, you know, and they edited that, like, they lost the plot, you know? But some of their families also said to them, like, what are you doing? You know, because I think they came and they were like, oh, crap, they're actually normal and it's boring. Right, let's create a storyline, you know? And they made this thing, like, Anna was like, what was that? And it's like, it's funny because I left YouTube two years ago. You know, people didn't realize that. I actually left. I stopped doing it. And Anna didn't want to leave. So she stayed. 
You mm. know what I mean? And I left. I, I hadn't uploaded, like even this year, I think it was three months or something I hadn't put in. And then she kept saying, I want to do it. I really enjoy it. You know, because I said, you know, I, I was the one that was driving force for so long. And then when I took my foot off the accelerator, the car just like floated for a while. And then she just jumped in and said, no, no, I want to do this. Mm. You know, and, and that's, so it's, I'm the one, I'm the introvert. She's the extrovert, but people always get that confused because, you know, like Anna has openly said she had an eating disorder for 15 years. And during that 15 year period, that's when we were on, when we were massive since celebrities on YouTube. And, you know, so she didn't really enjoy any of that time, but now she's like woken up. She's woke. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's, she's enjoying life. You know what I mean? She's going out. She's all these friends. She's doing stuff. She's living. Now she wants to make YouTube and Instagram and do all this stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm on the other side of that. Like I'm, I'm accepting the fact that I'm an introvert who doesn't want to do all those things. You know what I mean? But my purpose is what I really want to do. And that's when I start like the writing and stuff. And ah, I really enjoy it, which is crazy for someone like me who can't, I can't even fuck. I never even read a book. I listened to audible, right? Because that audible was the, was, was like the, the, somebody created a way for someone like me to read, you know, cause I don't understand, understand how like the sexy kind of works, but like words jump around on me. You know what I mean? So if I'm reading a sentence, it's like, I, I'll look at the page and I'll say the the hen ran down the road. And then, and then someone be like, what are you talking about? What'd you say? And I, and I look back at the sentence, it's like the hen drove the car. And I'd be like, what? No, a minute ago, it said something completely different. So I just, I gave up on reading cause it was just, it didn't work for me, you know? And then Audible came along and I'm like, wow. I can actually consume book content that I could never do before. You know, it like it created accessibility for me where I wasn't included in that world. You know what I mean? Because I didn't have the tools necessary to be like a reader and stuff like that, you know? So I've, I've been enjoying finding all those other things out about me and learning to write. And then my publisher's like, you're actually really good at writing. And I'm like, really? You shouldn't see my school reports because they don't say that, <laughs> you know? You know, but it, it's more just about indulging your creativity and and when you when you when you get to that point where you can be you you can achieve stuff that you don't even believe you can do it but you're right now you're so fixated and looking in the mirror and you're so fixated and looking at your neighbor and listening to the echoes and social media that it's it's scary to stop and stand out and say something different and everyone turns and look at you and you're like actually no 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 sorry I'm going to say the same thing everyone else is saying, you know, and that's young people, man. It's, there's a lot of pressure on them, you know, like, I, I know personally know a couple of 20 year olds in our families that, um, that are struggling because of social media, you know, and I think it's really sad because it is such an amazing tool that I didn't have growing up that would have probably saved me because I would have realized I'm not alone. Mm. But then at the same time, what have, what have the humans done? They fucking ruined it. Well done. Yeah. That's what we do to everything. Yes. Look at our environment. But it's yeah. very true. I couldn't like I don't have the followers you have. I've, you know, six thousand, let's say, on Twitter. And sometimes I'll find that I'm not writing what I want to say because I just can already hear the yeah. comments coming back at me. And I'm just like, it's just not worth it for my own mental health, even though I might want to get involved in a conversation. I'm like, do you know what? If I get to you know, the argument would say, you know. I like in fairness, like, you know, I, 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 I'm honest to myself that I am in a place of privilege because I have spent, you know what I mean? Uh, 14 years building a business that now I can say what I feel and I can still run this business. You know what I mean? I, 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 I'm not ruining my business, you know what I mean? And what I'm doing. So 
you know, if you're down at the lower end trying to climb the mountain, you know, there's, 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 there's more pressure for you to not say the things that you want to say, you know? So it is, it is, it is tricky, you know? Like, I know that, you know, when celebrities um, say like, oh, we should all do this. And like, well, fuck you in your hundred million pound mansion. You know what I mean? Like, of course you can say that. You know, what about me here in my little one bed flat? Okay, I can't say those things because I can't get fired. I can't afford to lose this and I can't, you know? So I, I get that, you know? And I, I, I'm so thankful that, I, you know, I, I, I worked hard all those years, you know what I mean? To get myself into a position. And that's why I'm like, I'm trying to figure it out mm-hmm. of how, how can people be more open? And then I'm like, well, what if, if I stand up on the pedestal and say these things and I'm saying it to millions of people and then maybe, maybe it'll slowly start to become normalized that people are saying these kind of things, you know, like only yesterday on reels, I put up one talking about, you know, when, when you identify with a different gender, but your biology is a different gender and then your sexuality is another thing. And then it's like, people are trying to put you in boxes. And, and if you, if you put your hand up and, the, and take a label and say, I'm LGBTQ plus, and they're like, okay, you're in that box. Great. Now you can join. And I'm over here in no fucking box. And, and, and then people are like, oh, what do you, where, where do you go? And I'm like, well, I'm going to go wherever I want. You know, but again, place of privilege, 41 years old. You know, I've, I've done the work with myself and I know who I am. And I don't need to, I don't need to be labeled and I don't need to be in any groups. I'm happy being the loner. I'm happy moving from one group to the other. But again, the 20 year olds, the young people, they're not, it's, it's not easy for them. You know, and, and that's what I did my whole life. I just jumped from the popular persona to the next popular persona. And, and in the 90s, you know what I mean? Uh, boys on Westlife, Backstreet. I was like, I'm going to be boy band. So I was jumped on the boy band game. You know what I mean? And then it was like, business was cool. Celtic Tiger. Boom. I want, I want some of that. You know what I mean? And I was the businessman traveling the country and doing all the business stuff. And you know what I mean? And it's like, I've, I've jumped with the trends because I was always trying to maintain whatever the popular position, because I was looking for my happy ending. I was looking for something, you know? And, um, and then thankfully, luckily, I don't know, whatever reason happened, I found um, this guy in America who was filming himself called Shay Carl. And I was like, what? That's crazy, you know? And I was like, I'll give myself five years to get 10,000 followers. And within five years, I had a million, you know? And it was like, mental. Jamie Mac, that's like it's some story, you know what I mean? Like it is, I suppose, for anyone who is listening who is that bit different, like it is a it's uh, I it's a little bit easier to be different now than it was, I suppose. When we oh were, yeah. But- that that's why the book is the 80s, you know, mm-hmm. because Ireland, some of the the things they did in the 80s, you know what I mean? Oh, like even on the lower level, like I remember being in like maybe second or third no was it younger than that second or third class anyway and I remember there was a divide in our class and this is the simplest terms of like who was a boys on fan who was a take that fan and the people mm. who were boys on fans did not speak to the take that fans and I remember seeing people being pushed around the schoolyard you're a boys on fan that's great stay yeah blah 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 and the nerves I had about which side I was going to go to on I was a boys on fan I was like what do we do but that was the smallest minuscule thing of being like different than maybe what mm. the cool girl in the class was doing. Like I can't, I can imagine one time, I remember, sorry, uh, one time I was in fifth class and some girl called me a dyke. I didn't know what it was. I just remember everybody was like mouth open. And then I was mm. like, is this going to be now my life? Because she kept saying it. 
And we moved schools the following year. So I actually don't know if that would have been a thing that would have followed me around, but it, it did follow me for a couple of years going, is this this word that people associate with me? Like, you know, and that's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, no, big time. Even the the take that boys on thing, I'll bet you there was 20% of the class who were into Nirvana, but they just said, just say fucking nothing. You know what I mean? You can't say you're into something completely different than everybody yeah. else. Yeah, yeah. And that's that, that, you know, and I, I hope that when I, I get it, man, the amount of DMs I get from people with their stories, you know, and, and they're really touching, you know, and it makes me, and it makes me go on when the amount of crap people throw at me and say, oh, shut up, like you're trying to gaslight me and trying to deny my own personal experience of life because I, this is my experience of life. You, nobody can deny another person. So if somebody is, is listening to this right now and they say, yeah, but I feel like, I'm a rock, then you are a fucking rock because that's your experience of life. Don't let anyone tell you that it's not. And I, and, and the people who message me and they say like, it's so refreshing to see somebody like you because I'm so mainstream, you know, I've won celebrity daddy. Yeah, I've won loads of big world. I'm proper mainstream in this game. And, and yet I'm out here saying these unconventional non-mainstream things to bring inclusion to the people who feel a little bit like excluded, a little bit not included in, pop culture and and they're just like you know because uh we're, you know i remember in the 90s um temple bar is where like all the goths and stuff would hang out you know and then all the uh, you know and i did i was into yeah. the cure for a while i had like the shaved undercoat with the long ponytail you know and uh and, you know, i know i know what that life is like but then I, when i when i started like um going to wesley and being with girlfriends and all that kind of stuff you know what i mean i had like the classic you know what i mean i looked like a classic boy of that era you know what I mean? And I was just, I, I was, I was replicating what I knew would be the most attractive to girls my age, you know, and I stopped being that other person. And then I realized, oh, wait, the community of this, what I am being now is much larger and more accepting than the community of standing in Templemore Music Center. You know what I mean? Listening to The Cure and talking about our emotions and feelings. But I would say if you were to look at all of those people today where they've turned out, I would say the Temple Bar Cure Emotion people are probably far more successful and have much better lives than all of us who were just kind of like, you know what I mean, trying to trying to be something that we weren't. Even though we didn't like the music and we didn't like the things that we were doing and we secretly wanted to dress like an individual person would, we just was like, no, 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 no. I'd rather popularity over personal choice. You know, and we sacrifice it. And then too many people do it in social media. And then the people who feel a little bit different go like, where is my tribe? Because everyone seems to be dressing the same and listening to the same and doing the same thing. And I hope that I'm just, I'm trying to just be that little light, you know? Oh, well, definitely. I saw the reels and I saw like the comments underneath it. And I've seen on your social media how people, like obviously you get the bad side some of idiots but you also get people are like thank you this is helping me with my son or daughter or you know this, this I totally get what you mean and that's just somebody who as you say in rural Kerry who just needs to find somebody who's in any way like them has some sort of smidgen of no understanding what they're feeling is is all you need exactly yeah so tell me the book is out in February yeah um so we have the, can people pre-order or what's the crack there yeah you can pre-order on Amazon or other places like Amazon. I can't remember all the stuff. Uh, all My Friends Are Invisible is the book. Uh, I will be coming to Ireland anyway, because oh. it'll be out in Ireland, obviously in England. And then I think I'm, just, I'm aiming for the whole world. That's the goal. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we have um, distribution throughout the whole world because, you know, the people that connect, you know, the internet's global, you know what I mean? So it'd be silly not to do it. But I think, you know, anyone who's my age, um, reading it from Ireland, I think we'll find a really, like, you know, people say like, well, only my publishing team really read it so far. And, uh, and you know, it's, it's funny, but then it's sometimes like, wow, it's so sad, like, you know, but, but I also, I tried to, I knew it, I was like intense, so it's kind of funny, but some of the stuff around Ireland is really interesting. And there's probably things that a lot of people didn't realize, mm. you know, I mean, how damaging some of the decisions the government took and some of the decisions that, you know, church, church and government merged so well together, you know what I mean, caused so much friction for people who, who were against those rules. And, you know, my family was affected by the divorce laws and all those things that just forced people together you know what I mean and even like um if you were married yeah you couldn't work as a girl as a female once you got married in Ireland like how ridiculous is that, that? ridiculous law I can't believe that was you know? in for so long but you know we look at that today we think that's ridiculous my parents lived through those laws mm. you know what I mean they were they were stuck because of those problems those laws and you know what I mean and, and the story of of just how we overcome that as a family and then Jonathan came into the mix and just completely like made everything so much harder because I, I was just different, you know? Yeah. But well, I, I hope, I hope it's good. I hope people enjoy it, you know? Yeah. And it's worth it might out. be a couple of spelling mistakes. <laughs> that's up to the publishing team to fix, not you. Well, that's it. That's it. That's right. See, I finished the book now and they have like four months now to just correct all my spelling mistakes. <laughs> Well, doesn't it give hope for anyone who's out there going, I can't read a book properly, I can't write properly, that you can still put a book together, write a book, yeah, yeah. hopefully make it a, a massive success. Yeah, no, I hope so. I hope so, you know. I, my, my goal with it is I, I hope people who don't know anything about me, it somehow ends up in their hands. You know, a friend or, or parents will buy it or schools will have it and they'll just kind of pass it to people. As, you know, just, you know if, if I were to talk to someone today who was disconnected and lost, um, someone who's close to me, they probably wouldn't listen to me, you know, because why would they, you know what I mean? I'm like family or whatever, you know, or if, or if your child is struggling and I'm sure parents listening to this would understand that sometimes when your child is struggling, they don't listen to you. Even though you've got this fucking lifetime of knowledge, they don't listen to you. But you give them this, you give them a, a, like a manuscript or a story that they can like, they can put themselves into the story. And maybe there's things in there that, resonate with them for for uh, some the crisis that they're enduring in life you know and they read something they're like shit you know what i mean that's me that makes sense you know yeah oh definitely well i hope it's a massive success i've no doubt it will because everything you touch turns out to be a massive success except for your job said i you're going to jinx it now oh yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> jonathan it's been so nice to take up so much of your time i really appreciate it and you're such a star for being so open and everything. I really, I just, I just love that about you. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot. I hope, hopefully someone listening to this, you know, um, so people will disagree with me and to your listeners, that's okay. You can disagree with me. I, you know what I mean? But, you know, I, I still hope that somebody out there, you know, hears what I'm saying and, and maybe they're right now at this exact moment in a bad place, in the darkness, the darkness has overcome them and they're just thinking really sad thoughts. And then they hear something I'm saying and they're like, Oh, Oh, wait a second. Maybe there's more. Yeah. And you, as you said, you can disagree. We don't have to cancel each other out. And Exactly. We need, we need different, different opinions, different voices. Exactly. And people who live their lives differently, that's what makes this world work and beautiful. 
the, the, the differences, not the similarities. Mm. Well, you know, an interesting fact in closing here, when Pixar began, because I, I did my, my, my uh, degree in animation and uh, Pixar, when they were hiring people, they only hire people who are different. Wow. You know, yeah, they didn't there because they're like, you know, it takes a different kind of thinking to be world changers, to do something unique. People would have like the guy that wrote Toy Story, you know what I mean? That took a different kind of thinking, you know, and, and it works, you know, because I don't think, you know, I always say that to Anna, it's like, I think at a different frequency to Anna, mm-hmm. you know, so it sounds crazy, but I think about things that you would never think about. You know, and then that makes me in it. Well, do you know what? Read the book. There's a whole element to the book that I can't talk about, which is to do with that, my mind and stuff like that. Um, and then it's just like, you're obviously crazy. I'm like, oh yeah, I am nuts. But you know what? That's me and I wouldn't change it. Yes, never change who you are. And we're all a little bit nuts anyway. There's a level of nuts in all of us, but we'll have to wait for the book to hear the end of that sentence then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jonathan, thank you so much. Say hello to Anna and the kids for me. And, will do. And have a great weekend and few weeks and look forward to seeing the book coming out in Irish stores. All right. All right. Thanks a lot. No worries. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, that was my chat with Jonathan Zaccone Jolie. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, there's a lot to take in there. You're probably like, okay, pause for a second. What did he mean there? And well, that's a really good point there. Da, da, da. I know myself when I was listening back to it, I was like, okay, yeah. Oh, and then and then I'm like, I don't remember even this bit because we talked so much. We talked for over an hour. I'm really excited to read the book and what, you know, his, his story is and what he couldn't say and what people might be like, whoa, and some people might identify with. And I think... It'll be really, it'll be an eye opener, judging by the little snippets that we do know. So all my friends are invisible, available to pre-order now. So go on to his Instagram. You see the link is in the bio. So you can go on and pre-order it there. And that's, but it was so nice chatting to him. He's such a lovely, lovely, lovely man. I've spoken to himself and Anna before. And yeah, they're just real. I like people who just don't bullshit, you know, they just have the crack and they say what they think and they're not like censoring themselves. And, you know, they just are open and I suppose that's why people like them and that's why you are here and why you like them if you did like this conversation um, please do hit the subscribe button uh, like review the usual crack come follow me on Instagram or Twitter it's um, well tis yourself just find me there um, you can hit me up on Gmail well tis yourself at gmail.com uh, what else um, oh yeah scroll back see, see who else there that you might like to listen to an episode because you're out now you're listening you're probably walking the streets and it's grand it's not raining and you're like, do you know what? I could go on for another 20 minutes. So just go back there and get a wee episode and keep you busy. Sure, want look at your steps. Look at your steps. Look at your step count right now. And you're thinking, do you know what? I could probably get another couple of thousand. You definitely can. And you'll feel so much better when you're sitting on the couch later on watching The Big Deal or whatever it is you're watching with a takeaway. You'll be like, do you know what? That extra 20 or 2,000 steps. 20, I'm not saying 20,000 steps because <laughs> I'm not going to try and give you all heart attacks. Um, the 2000 steps so uh, yeah and go and enjoy and um, as I said I love having you here I really appreciate it and now I'm going to leave you be go off and be kind and be sound and be lovely and I will talk to you next week with another very special guest Slonga Fall <laughs>